Dylan, what's the word on the street? What's happening? The word on the street is I got impromptu tickets to a Harry Styles concert last night. <gasps> I'm not, I don't know. I'm not like a One Direction fan and I'm not like a Harry Styles stan and I don't really know all about that world. And it was very interesting to go to. Like throughout his visuals, the m- motion graphics he was using on the big screens, the way he dressed and the music they played before he came out. He was really aligning himself as like a cultural parallel to the Beatles. And I was thinking about it and was like, yeah, his music is similar. And I think Beatles mania is very similar to what we see with like young girls fangirling over One Direction and like boy bands. And I was talking to my friend about it and she was like, women created boy bands, like women created Beals Mania and women created that whole industry. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And I was like, damn, I want to understand this. I want to like, I want to be a fangirl. I want to like care about something so much that I like lose control of my body. Yeah, that was me uh, talking about the video game Fable. I cried. I what? literally cried talking about that video game because I was so excited. Whoa. It'd be cool to have a couple band, like a man and a woman that are so in love with each other that their music, you can really hear it in their music. Or or a, or a man and a man. Or a woman and a woman. Captain and Tennille. Sonny and Cher. Sonny and Cher. But a more pop one. That'd be cool. Mates of State. Matt and Kim. She and him. No, they're not married. The White Stripes. The White Stripes. Were they married? No. Are they together? I think they're still. Uh, no, I don't. I never hear that girl though, right? Or does she sing? Uh, she does a, she sing, she Do you sing. think the girl from the White Stripes just, like, sits at home and, like, does whatever she wants because every eight seconds when Seven Nation Army gets played, she gets, like, $15? <laughs> That's all I want. All I want is to sit at home doing nothing. Elizabeth Stripes, <laughs> she's got it figured out. Jack White and Elizabeth Stripes. Do you think she calls into radio stations <laughs> to request it so she can just get $15? <laughs> That is how you do it. All you got to do is get royalties on one song and then you spend the rest of your days calling in the radio station. I cannot believe the girl from the White Stripes found the infinite money cheat for life. (laughs) Yeah, you hang up the phone from 93.5, you put on your mustache, and then you dial 93.5 again. Hey, now we hear the Seven Nation Army again. (laughs) So this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that proclaimed independence from the Queen. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. And I'm here to remind you that I'm Dylan Bragasa. Fuck Chris Brown. It's Ryland. <laughs> yes. That's my new saying. Uh, it wasn't just a fad for me, Dad. I'm committed to this movement, okay? I'm really excited <laughs> for that point in time in which people will go, you remember Chris Brown? Oh, that guy that no one remembers except for it's the guy Ryland hates? That's the one. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. When is our merch store just going to be t-shirts that just says, fuck Chris Brown and a picture of Ryland? <laughs> <laughs> Give big old thumbs up. Thumbs up. Life Pile Podcast is the podcast for people who don't let facts stand in between them and the lifestyle section. Every week we bring you the most important lifestyle tips and then we review some of the hottest lifestyles there are to live. Now this is a very 
special episode because this episode is our 4th of July independence extravaganza. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above to the uh, I can't I'm sorry. Oceans to Obama. Yes. Through the through Vermont, where uh-huh. I have drived. Whoa! God bless America. <laughs> I'm technically still alive. I love that song. He's technically still alive. So, in honor of this very special time, I was going to bring our first lifestyle tip out because not only is this our Independence Day Fourth of July extravaganza, this is also our first episode in a very special and exciting month that I am so excited because common listeners know that this is July, our first episode in July, which is Spider Pride Month. So (laughs) all month long, I'm going to be bringing you Spider Pride tips. Uh, I love Cam's passion for his community. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love this community and I'm so excited to share my love with everybody. And since it is the 4th of July episode, I'm bringing us one of my favorite spider tips. Uh, And this tip... Wave hello next time you see Phidippidus Audax, or as it's commonly known, the jumping spider of North America, also known as the daring jumping spider, or the bold jumping spider, or the eight-eyed, eight-legged puppy. Uh Uh-uh. No. You guys, let me tell you about this sweet little furry bundle of joy. (laughs) So the Phidippidus Audax, the eight-eyed, eight-legged furry puppy is one of those spiders who does not make webs. He only uses his silk to leave little safety lines behind himself because he is able to jump up to 40 or 50 times the length of his body, which is pretty impressive when you consider that he does that just by suddenly changing the blood pressure in his back two sets of legs. Wait, are you telling me he gets leg erections and that's how he jumps so high? (laughs) I am telling you, Dylan Bergassa... That spiders, the entire family, species, genus, every single one of them, move solely through leg erections. What? Is that real? (laughs) So the way spiders move is by pumping fluid into and out of their legs. That's why when you see a spider that's dead, its legs are always curled in. It's because they dehydrate, and when it's dehydrated, the legs curl. (sighs) So it's all just a fluid pneumatic system. Do our legs curl in when we're dead? Um, go die, Ryland, and you tell me. We'll look. <laughs> no, you do not oh get leg God, boners. Uh, your locomotion is caused by shortening and lengthening of paired muscle fibers okay. via electric stimulation. But Cam, I did hear that Michael Jordan's key to success was taking Viagra before every game. And so you're telling me it wasn't the erections that helped him get those hops? Yeah, no. Michael Michael Jordan's secret is that he is a spider. And you know why? You know how people were like, it's like he's just hanging in the air. Well, that's because he was. He shot his spinneret up into the ceiling and he would just hang there in front of the net for about five seconds and then... Drop the ball in. And then he dropped down and gave all the Looney Tunes a water bottle full of Viagra. <laughs> he's, just, he's lucky that uh, basketball games don't last longer than four hours because otherwise, ooh, doctor time. <laughs> ooh, wee, 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 wee. 
And as much as it pains me to say this, everyone stay tuned for the next three episodes. Cam will be bringing you Spider Pride Month tips for the rest of July. Rylan, you got a tippy tappy for us? Yeah, I have a tip, okay? And so this is a hard time of the year for me, all right? Because I'm one of those Americans that think. Oh. Okay. I use my brain instead of just my balls. All right. Oh my God. That's right. This is fiery Ryland right here. Okay. Oh, this is Reddit Ryland. You're going to come at me. I'm going to burn you because I'm so hot. Okay. Seeing displays of patriotism, my gut instinct is like, Bleh. that's disgusting to me. And you want to know why? Why? Because America's been, done some bad stuff. Okay. True. And, and America is currently doing some bad stuff. Yes. However, I don't think it's a good idea to let just stupid people love America. Okay. Oh. I, we need some smart people like me, hotties, super smart. <laughs> I, I've got a MacArthur Genius Grant on my back bookshelf. Okay. <laughs> we need more people like me saying like, hey, yeah, America has done some stupid shit. And I'm sorry for what we're doing now. But I like what we can stand for. Okay. The possibility of America is a great thing. It's a great thing, okay? And we can't just give that up, all right? So the next time you see somebody wearing an American flag, don't be like, that's so gross. Be like, that guy maybe loves what America could be. And give cut them some slack, okay? And then you wear your own America t-shirt and be like, yeah, I hate what we did, but we can be better, okay? That's what I'm saying, people. So uh, just a reminder, everyone, check out our merch booth. We've got a T-shirt that says Life Pile on it. We've got a T-shirt that says Fuck Chris Brown with a picture of Rylan giving a thumbs up. And we do have an American flag T-shirt that says I love what America could be and not what we've done. (laughs) Oh, that is I like that shirt. Yeah, I like I would wear it. Oh, gosh. We got to get to work. We got to call the print shops. And hey, Rylan, (laughs) since you are so smart and in deference to your MacArthur genius grant back on that shelf behind you, I do want to point out section eight of the u.s code for treatment of the american flag section d the flag should never be used as wearing apparel bedding or drapery it should never be festooned drawn back nor up in folds but always allowed to fall free so while you're loving america you can't wear the flag See, Cam, this is where I got you because I've got my MacArthur Genius Grant back here on oh, my yeah, back shelf, okay? And you know what that means? Is that I know about this already. And you know what else I know about this? It doesn't apply to something that was never an actual flag. Whoa! Okay? I yeah. just got MacArthur'd. <laughs> yeah, you just got MacArthur'd, okay? So you can't wear an actual flag, but you can wear flag imagery, okay? There you go. I MacArthur'd your butt. My butt feels MacArthur. <laughs> There's ointment for that. Yeah, if I took my butt to a doctor right now, they're like, damn, who MacArthur'd this? <laughs> I have got a, a tip to distract from the current one we're talking about. I have fixed my back. I have been sleeping wrong this whole time. And you know what? You guys have too. You know how everyone has a bunch of unnecessary pillows on their bed nine times out of ten uh yeah okay i know that you two okay so uh i'm talking to one person who doesn't have a bed i'm talking to another person whose bed is 
soaked in piss and probably just has a wadded up paper towel as a pillow. But most human people will have your base pillows that you're using for your head during nappy times. And then maybe a bunch of unnecessary decorative pillows that get thrown off the bed into a trunk or on the floor when you start sleeping. And I'm here to tell you, those are your back fixing pillows. I have been sleeping for the past lifetime flat on my back flat on my face flat on my side and that is wrong gravity wants your spine to be a straight line if you do that shit but you know what shape spines are not straight lines they are an s so you need the aid of those pillows to help you maintain that sweet supple s shape that's being pushed on us by all those fashion magazines people with sexy s-shaped spines are really in this season (laughs) and you know it's not the people with straight line spines so what i've been doing is when i'm sleeping flat on my back you take one of those useless pillows and you stuff it under your lower back boom S shape maintained. Now you're sleeping on your side. Okay. What do you do? So you need to take that pillow and you need to stuff it under your middle part where your tummy is. Boom. Spine maintained. Now I'm sleeping face down. Maybe my head's cocked to the side so I could still breathe. My face isn't technically down. And to maintain my S shaped spine, I'm going to boom, place a meaningless pillow underneath my boobs, <laughs> S-shaped, maintained. That way my spine is coming out of my head, it's going across the top of that pillow, and then it's dipping back down towards the Earth's center of gravity to give me that sweet S-shape. You guys, maintain your spine. Join my club, okay? The S-shaped spine club. Right now there's only seven of us in the club. We do call ourselves S-club seven, but we're looking for new members. Dylan, uh, Dylan, how about Dylan? Dylan. Ryland. <laughs> uh, you just inspired me. I have a product, okay? Oh, no. And I wonder, I know this sounds stupid and dumb, but I wonder how many people would actually buy this, okay? So you get rid of your bed, and in its place, you put like a, a sandbox, <laughs> and it's filled with <laughs> dirt. <laughs> you market it as like... Uh, this is how America or Americans cavemen human beings. This is how humans beings were supposed to sleep. We weren't supposed to sleep in beds. We were, our bodies were designed to sleep in a pile of dirt Mm. and then you can form it into whatever shape you want. You got that S I mean, you're just making piles right before you go to sleep and putting that, putting one under your back, putting one under your head. I think you could actually sell dirt bed. Okay, so Ryland, obviously you're being rude and offensive and just trying to mock Dylan, which is not okay. Because Dylan Dylan has a great lifestyle tip here, and I agree with him completely. Yeah. Back health is all about where you stuff your pillows. And Dylan is so right. Maybe just a little bit of an adjustment, right? Because you got to take that pillow, right? And you got to stuff it deep into the closet all right now it's far away from you okay now Mm. you take your mattress you stuff that into the dumpster out back okay (laughs) what do you have now a nice hard floor okay now you lay down you fall asleep never felt better so uh ryland and i have been friends with cam for many a year now and for the folks at home that may not be as intimately involved with him uh this is unfortunately not a bit cam does like to sleep on a hardwood floor and nothing else and what i say to hardwood bed and dirt bed (laughs) no i say no uh everyone join s club seven thank you and good night
Cam, I think you should buy a dirt bed, though, because it can be just like a hardwood floor, okay? But Dylan, dirt bed works for you, too, because dirt bed is whatever you want it to be, dude. It's a great product. Ryland, you're right. I apologize. Thank Let's make you. a little adjustment on your tip. Let's switch out the dirt in your dirt bed with kitty litter. Now, you're having your nighttime emissions. You wake up in the morning, it's a little clump. You just pick it up and throw it in the trash. No need to wash all those sheets. No need to, you know, waste all that water. Just kitty litter dirt bed. Wait, but really imagine this. In the future, there's a bed for children, and it is kitty litter. (laughs) But, like, the technology makes it so that it never sticks to the person, and, like, you try to pick it up in your hand, and it just slips right out of your fingers. It's like hydro... Hydro skin, hyphilic phobic, okay. it's phobic of humans. It's human phobic, dermaphobic, um, dermaphobic. Yeah. <laughs> it's dermaphobic, and that would be amazing. I bet that bed would feel really good, and you could piss in it as much as you want. Dude. Oh my I god, love there in that it bed. is. <laughs> There's yeah. Ryland's main motivation for dirt bed. We finally got it out of him. He yep. wants to be able to piss as much as he wants in his bed. <laughs> and while you guys are having your piss beds, I'm gonna be over here with my extremely active caveman tinder grinder and scruff profiles having sex with people in an actual bed where human people have sex and not in a pile of kitty litter but i mean talk about the post-sex cleanup after you have sex and a bunch of kitty litter that's seriously oof you just, just take uh, a hole cover just, it up wait that's a really good case cam <laughs> shoot <laughs> uh Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, mind if I do the first lifestyle? Please. Go for it. In honor of 4th of July, I'm going to be doing a little gotcha journalism. <gasps> so, uh, I'm going to bring up the lifestyle, and then we're all going to live it or leave it. Uh huh. And then I'm going to gotcha. Oh, is it gotcha if you tell us you're going to gotcha us? Here's the beauty you're already trapped. There's nothing you can do. Oh. I'm such a good gotcha journalist. I already gotcha. There's really you not anything me. you can do. All right. Well, now that I've got God, hit me with that lifestyle, I guess. All right. So everybody loves fireworks and everybody yeah. knows there's nothing more American than setting off some fireworks. God bless. Yes. Now that firework lifestyle, do you want to live it or do you want to leave it? Live it. I love fireworks. America. I've got my MacArthur back there. And I love America in the way that it could be. So, yeah, live it. <laughs> right? And I love the things that America could be if we all set our minds to it. And I love fireworks and I love living that lifestyle. So I'm going to say live it. Woo! And then I'm going to say gotcha. No! Okay? <gasps> all right? <laughs> because if you like fireworks, then you got to like China. Because fireworks were earliestly documented in the 9th century... During the Tang Dynasty, that's when fireworks were first invented. And you wouldn't ever have heard of fireworks if not for a little thing called the Silk Road. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I know that website. That's where I get all my dolls. (laughs) You buy dolls off of the Silk Road. And he plays with them in his piss-soaked sandbox. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, never has a more vivid picture been painted in my mind. 
Y'all, the Silk Road was a complex trade routes moving from the uh, Asia areas out towards the European areas. Hmm. And if not for the common trade between these borders, we never would have gotten the firework technology out into the Europeans, where they would then get transplanted out to America to allow us to celebrate freedom. That's right. So fireworks really are one of the most American things because they're the result of open borders and trade of technology, culture, and ideas. So if you love fireworks, you gotta love the open borders and trade. All right. Gotcha. You got me there. Gotcha. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I love getting got like this because, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's an example of what America could be. It's so beautiful. America could be China. America could be China, guys. Get this. Think of orange chicken. Now think of it every day. Oh no. <laughs> I would I would say most Chinese people would say orange chicken is not China. <laughs> but it's American China. So they oh. It's true. It's a great melting pot, y'all. Many different ideas coming together, mixing, becoming better, stronger together. Get me again, Cam. I want you to get me. Come get me. Well, you already took my second gotcha, which was going to be orange <gasps> chicken lifestyle, live it or leave it. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, my next lifestyle is going to be orange chicken, live it or leave it. Let's all do it real quick. <laughs> you guys, orange chicken is delicious. It's crispy. It's flavorful. I love living the orange chicken lifestyle. Live it. Dylan, orange chicken lifestyle? Orange chicken lifestyle. Double entree, please. Thank you, Panda Express. Live it. Uh, you know, the only chickens that I get are from Cheater, the Cheeto the Chester to Cheetah's uh, farm. Oh, and they're, you know why? Because they're orange. Live it. Okay, well, gotcha, because it's all for some trade and cultural <laughs> melting pot, and you really sucked all the fun out of this one, so thanks a lot. <laughs> Is that, uh, did, did we have any more uh, gotchas, Cam? You know, looking back, I should have set up some more gotchas. I could have brought a lot more gotchas in. <laughs> yeah, no, total of two gotchas. <laughs> oh, jeez. You got us good, though. Cam, you really got me good with gotcha. some of those. Gotcha. You got me good with both of those two things. I have gotcha. never known. Yeah, well, you stole the second gotcha, so... Well, you know, as a MacArthur genius, I'm surprised that I can still learn new things every day. <laughs> yeah. That's a testament yeah. to Cam and I's prowess. Yeah. I know America's done bad things, is currently doing bad things, but I love what America could be. Some might call it the American dream. But you know, the yin of the yang of American <laughs> <God>. dreams... <laughs> Enough. <laughs> there's always there's always gonna be some yang with the yen. And how about we talk about American nightmares? <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> American dreams are all well and good, but American nightmares are where they really get you. Uh-huh. And so what I'm talking about today is back in the old yonder days, we used to have men who liked to go out and they'd be lumberjacks. Ain't that the truth? You ever hear of Paul Bunyan? Based off of real lifestyle. I know people didn't think that people actually cut down trees, but you did in America. There were a lot of trees here. It was a big lifestyle. Okay. Cute. But while they were out there exploring these new lands, they discovered (laughs) creatures that they never thought they'd seen before. And Mm. they'd sit around their campfires and tell the tales of the creatures they'd seen in the new world. Okay, so I have some of these creatures. What makes up the American nightmare? Okay. (sighs) 
Yeah, these are, we all know about Bigfoot. We all know about Mothman. We all know about Santa Claus. They're all part well-known parts of the American mythology. And they are all best friends. And they all best friends, yes. But these are these are the guys that are still they're out there for sure. But we have sort of forgotten about them because mm-hmm. our lumberjacks all died out, and they were the the ones that knew all right, the dude. real truth. Uh, so here, let's start out with the cactus cat. Have you guys heard of this? No, no. It sounds like a Pokemon. It does, and it. I bet it's really cute, but it's dangerous. Okay, you go going for a pet with this baby. <sighs> It's it's got the cactus spikes, but you know the craziest thing about this cactus cat, it loves to party. <laughs> what? Uh, Just like fireworks and fondue. <laughs> yes, it's the it's a a cat in the American Southwest, and it's got those thorns. But it loves to drink cactus water, and that cactus water gets it drunk. Apparently, what? so yeah, it's a drunk, scary cactus cat out in the desert. So watch out for that, okay? It's so it's a cat. The cat's covered in cactus spikes. Yes, and it gets drunk. <laughs> so okay, is there something alcoholic about cactus water? Do we know cactus milk? That's a well, great question. They make tequila from agave, right? Is agave Which is cactus not juice. A cactus. <laughs> All right, so agave is cactus juice. Because if cartoons mm. have told me anything, it is that cactuses are essentially a water balloon with a spiky outside, and it's just yes. pure water on the inside. But I got a bad feeling those cartoons might have been lying to me. Nah, nah. If a MacArthur genius told us that a cat, a cat made out of spikes, could get drunk off of a cactus milk, then I believe it. Also, cactus cat has different insides than we do. You know, maybe it gets drunk off different stuff. It just drinks water and it's drunk. That's huh? that's possible. The, drunk is specifically referring to the inebriation from alcohol. What I mean, if somebody drank water and they had a disorder that made them act as if they were drunk and they only had water you'd refuse to call them drunk you'd be like hey they're acting just like they're drunk anytime somebody doesn't drink and then acts drunk i say they're acting drunk i don't think they're drunk (laughs) but they have a disorder it's not it's something about the water that tricks okay let's go on to the next one dunghaven hooter (laughs) watch out for that dunghaven hooter out there guys have you heard of the dunghaven hooter I don't know what words you're saying. The Dungahaven Hooter? <laughs> Dungaven. Dungaven Hooter. Dungaven Hooter. Dungaven Hooter sounds like something really gross from uh, UrbanDictionary.com. Okay, so <laughs> imagine imagine a crocodile. And what would make a crocodile scarier than a crocodile? Owl head. If uh, it didn't have a mouth. No. Yes. That's <laughs> the only thing that would make it less scary. Literally, mm, not to not to lumberjacks. The Dunghaven Hooters were dangerous, just How? not with their mouth. They would use its tail to pound loggers into a gas, and then <laughs> so once <laughs> once the loggers were gas, then the Dunghaven Hooter would inhale them. <laughs> well, I I feel like people invent scary stories based on like other fears stemming from their other like circumstances (laughs) and i'm like what what is this symptomatic of like why is the worst possible demise someone could invent being inhaled well isn't that cool because doesn't that mean like whoa they actually did see something out there because this isn't like something natural (laughs) what do you like what did they what 
<laughs> it's like because if this were like a natural thing, it'd be like, oh, they're probably thinking of something else. But it's like, no, something out there actually was turning people into gas because why? Else, how else would people come up with these tales? It must be true. I, I'm also curious about how the Dalangahangahiva hooter got invented. If lumberjacks are in wooded forests and crocodiles hang out in Florida, well, clearly, clearly lumberjacks are everywhere because the last one was in the in the desert, the cactus cat, uh, where the lumberjacks were out there chopping oh. down the cacti. <laughs> That's true. We got some lumberjacks down in Florida way uh, out in the swamps, cutting down the bog trees. So I think lumberjacks were everywhere. Maybe that's why the lumberjacks died out, because they just started chopping down anything. And they're like, I don't know why people aren't buying these cactus. I don't know why people aren't buying these telephone poles. I keep chopping them down. I chopped down this elk right through the legs and nobody's (laughs) buying it. Do we think they died out because finally people in all parts of the country just got sick of these infestations of bearded, flanneled men coming into their town and chopping down everything they cared about? And a couple brave strange ragtag animals got together and decided <laughs> enough is enough and so cactus cat called his friend dongalonga lever and they got a couple of their other buddies and went down and took care of them dude yeah and you know who helped them out who? the gumbaroo gumbaroo <laughs> of course gumbaroo helped he's the strong man yeah the gumbaroo you know the gumbaroo dylan i don't but i'm really excited to learn about gumbaroo right. i need to be clear too because i feel like people listening to this might think rylan's just making up words yes and making up things but these are actual legendary creatures from american folklore like i'm not making these up okay, okay. so the gumbaroo is a hairless bear with skin that is nearly invulnerable so you can hey. you can try to stab it you can try to chop it down with your axe but no it's not gonna happen and it can repel all attacks except for fire which would make <laughs> a gumbaroo explode <laughs> <laughs> well a gumbaroo is a poison type and is full of uh, gas he inhales from dongle jungles lumberjack something so is this this has to be one big lumberjack who slept naked one time <laughs> and then and they were like trying to wake him up they were like poking him with a bunch of stuff and he just wouldn't wake up and then one guy was like wait watch this and he was like gonna burn his butt but then he farted at the exact time sending out a massive explosion from the butt that had to be the origins of the gumperer yeah cam can you find any hole in that story yeah what's occurring to me is i understand why rylan got that macarthur genius grant because his deduction and reasoning is so airtight lock solid that there's really no debating it yeah this like dementor world of serial mascots he's invented to protect us from lumberjacks is certainly just based off of factual accounts. I mean, have you guys seen a hairless bear before? Because I would name that thing Gumbaroo. That's a very fitting name. It looks like a kangaroo made out of bubble gum or scrotal <laughs> tissue. The next one has a really cool name. <laughs> These other ones have been pretty tame. It's called a hide behind. Ooh. And yeah, like this is something like I could actually be scared of out in the in the lumberjack yards it it was known for just grabbing unwary lumberjacks and devouring them Uh. but it was so fast that like 
if you tried to look behind you, it would just hide behind the nearest tree. Like you Ooh. could never see it. It was, but like just imagining it there behind the next tree. Yeah. Ooh, the hide behind is fucking scary, dude. I saw that in the village, dude. That was a scary movie. Here's the thing is we all know what really the hide behind came from was that Tim the lumberjack had a huge old crush on greg the lumberjack but he was too uh-huh. nervous to share his feelings oh so tim's just out there hiding behind a tree like oh look at greg chop i wish i was his gumbaroo and then Gumb- he's like hey is somebody there and he'd hide behind a tree and he's like i'm too nervous to say anything it's okay oh. tim tim just say it you don't have to be a hide behind no longer tim you just tell me how you feel who poked me in the butt? Tim, was that you? No, oh, no, that oh, it was a uh, cactus cat. He's drunk again. Oh, <gasps> cactus cat, stop being so drunk. Then you, you get up on that dung even hooter. Huh? <laughs> it ain't got a mouth and it wants to smoke you. But Dylan, have you ever been walking in the woods and you saw a fur coat on the ground and you were like, damn, I'm gonna wear that? Yeah, like too many times. Too many times, and and then you put it on and then it eats you. Oh no, that hasn't happened to me. <laughs> what is that? That's a rum defusal. Who? Who is? Okay, Dr. Seuss was a lumberjack? <laughs> Dr. Seuss the lumberjack. Oh my gosh. You can chop it in your hair. You can chop it anywhere. Uh, or maybe what they were seeing was actually a skunk ape just sleeping on the ground. Okay. You know yes. about skunk apes? Yeah, Floridians got weird fucking names for normal things. So that's just a weird name for the normal thing known as Bigfoot. <gasps> skunk ape it, equals bigfoot so bigfoot is smellier in florida well it's a wet terrain and with all that hair mm. it's hard to find product as well without being spotted right, right so right, it's right. hard to maintain the right, coat right also like bigfoot proper is said to smell bad i think too mm-hmm. but i mean you take any you take anything and heat it up and soak it through. You're you're gonna get something a little more ripe than you had before. I hate when people use that word. I don't like. I don't think a skunk ape would smell. That's just me. So say the name of the thing again, and then tell me whether it would smell or not. <laughs> a skunk ape. A skunk ape. Well, <laughs> if we're talking Bigfoot, like people think. I don't know. I don't think that's fair. I think people are just seeing it and being like, "Oh, I bet that smells because it's so hairy." And I think that's an unfair judgment. That's true. I saw Ryland and then and I met him in fine. person and I was like, oh, what a surprise. You know, <laughs> Ryland, you telling me about all these folk creatures of the ancient lumberjacks has reminded me of some I've heard around some lumberjack campfires as well. Um, yeah, we should have asked the resident lumberjack. Yeah, oh, which I, why didn't I start there? Do you mind if I jump in with a little folk creature? Tell us your tales. All right. Yeah. No, I do mind. Wow. Uh, let's continue on. Uh, so I got the squonk. <laughs> no, is that real? Squonk. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We'll get to the squonk. <laughs> but I want to hear Cam's. I want to hear Cam's right. folk creatures. So this is one that is so outlandish that you know it's made up by some lumberjacks that were drunk on water. So this is known as the Picaday. All right. It was mm. a terrifying winged animal. With a long tongue, and the tongue exited from the sinus cavity and wrapped around the back oh. of the Piggy Day's head, and then back Why? up under the jaw and through 
the animal's mouth, okay? What? Now, why would it have its tongue wrap around the back of its head like this? Yeah. Well, get yeah. this. The Picaday, unlike a normal bird that just flies around, the Picaday had this long, hard beak that would use like a jackhammer against trees. And it would just drill uh-huh. holes into trees all day. Terrifying folk animal. Scared lumberjacks because it might just fly down and, you know, brrr, drill a hole in their head. And then all the lumberjacks were terrified of its call that went, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Wait, what? But, but so um, how did the what did the tongue wrapping around its head have to do with it? Uh, pecking the wood it provides a cushion for its tiny little bird brain oh. because it is hitting that tree at jack hammer speeds so fast it would pound the wood of the tree that that tree wood would vaporize in that spot so that uh, it could inhale all of that wood vapor and you know eat the bugs inside the wood i guess sure yeah 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 that's scary dude i would want to see pick a day no i'm glad those don't exist yeah thank god because if if i heard that call shivers down my lumberjack (laughs) spine so let's get back to the squonk all right (laughs) squonk me (laughs) the squonk is my last one and it's my favorite one because it is a very sad animal (laughs) basically it's it's existence is it's really deformed and weird looking and it's sad because of that and it doesn't want to be in contact with any life forms at all because of how weird it is and if it does come in contact with people it dissolves in its own tears (laughs) if you ever see it it just starts crying and dissolves so that's the squonk for you so when everyone around camp gave Tim, the nickname Squonk. He was like, I'll show them. I'll write a story about it and they'll feel so bad. And it'll be a sad monster. And they'll feel bad. Uh, and nobody cared. And everybody uh, was like, ooh, that sounds scary, Tim. God, I should stay away from the Squonk. The studios passed on a lumberjack version of Brokeback Mountain and we're like, that's way too upsetting and fucking weird. Let's just do the cowboy one. Oh, man. So, yeah, those are let's not let's remember our history, people. Uh-huh. Let's remember the cactus cats and the Dunghaven Hooters <laughs> and the the gumbaroos and the hide behinds and the rum tuffles and the skunk apes and the squonks. And okay? the pick this and the pick a day, the not real one. Uh, this is the land of the free. OK, and we can't let it go away. OK, we got to keep our dung and havens and doogle hongers and gumbaroos and hide behinds and rum tuffles and squonks alive and well for the next generations coming up behind us okay well to round out this very patriotic episode (laughs) i've got a lifestyle for you guys so from a young age we are taught that the office of the presidency is perhaps the most prestigious office one can hold in the land and when someone does something we perceive to disgrace that high honor we're very quick to point it out But I want to take a look at where we came up with the idea that our presidents are all honorable, infallible, noble men. Because from where I stand, 
it has just been a steady stream of weirdos from day fucking one. So speaking of day one, George Washington, despite popular myth, did not have dentures that were made of just wood. They were made out of hippopotamus ivory, animal and human teeth, lead, brass screws, and golden wire. And people think that the wood rumor got started because he was really into wine and his shitty ass dentures would crack and then get wine in those cracks and it would create this kind of wood grain texture. Ooh. Yeah. Now we've got John Adams. He visited Shakespeare's home with his then good friend Thomas Jefferson before they hated each other's fucking guts. And they went to Stratford-upon-Avon where... Shakespeare's home was and while they were there they chipped off a piece of one of Shakespeare's chairs as a souvenir like a couple of assholes and we're like and then later ran these crazy smear campaigns against each other and died on the exact same day on the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence that's how me and Ryland are gonna go yeah their story (laughs) is almost analogous to you guys I had a great aunt who was an archaeologist and she was not good because, well, I mean, she was great. She was a great woman, maybe. I don't know. But she had artifacts, like real genuine artifacts that she would take from sites. Oh, my God. Apparently, which is, I don't think, a good idea. No. <laughs> uh, and I have some of them. <gasps> so I have like these I don't I don't know their genuineness like she passed away so I can't really talk to her about it Uh-oh. but I inherited some genuine, supposedly, I guess, real life artifacts from real life places that she went around to. And so I might have a chunk of Shakespeare's chair myself. Now, let me ask you this. Was she American? She was American. And then she was right. She was fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She deserved it. She deserved it. So I'm hitting, you know, George Washington, John Adams. These are some of the big names. I think everyone's used to hearing quick facts about like the heavy hitters, the Lincolns, the whoever's. I'm trying to give you some of those deep cut presidents that we're not hearing about all the time. Y'all heard of William Henry Harrison. He gave the longest inauguration speech ever, which was 90 minutes long on a wet, cold day in 1841. And he got a cold and fell ill and died 33 days later like a dumbass because he was so excited to give to like make everyone listen to him talk he knew full well they didn't have medicine back then you know you're not a gummy bear you're not impervious to everything you're not a gumbaroo (laughs) come on we got john tyler who i love because he does remind me of the schnog the schlorgen the the scorf the squonk the squonk John I will I I will say this hot take right now John Tyler is the squonk of American presidents <laughs> <laughs> he uh, was hated by pretty much everyone he was expelled from his own party during his presidency his entire cabinet minus one person resigned over his policies and he was the first president who faced impeachment and then the new york times called him the most unpopular public man that ever held any office in the united states that is a quote in his obituary wow dude was hated and then on his death they did not issue a mourning proclamation and flags were not placed at half mast like oh my god sorry john tyler sorry squonk tyler (laughs) did he die by dissolving in his own tears yeah 
I think he did. <laughs> just alone in his White House because everyone left his cabinet. We got James Buchanan. This one is not so much weird as he is interesting. He holds the record of being the only bachelor president. Ooh, but that's hot. That. We'll get this. Well, he had this really close relationship with Alabama Senator William Rufus King. <gasps> and the two, despite being very rich, lived together for more than 10 years. And Andrew Jackson, who was the you know big jock on campus, douchebag, called them behind their backs Miss Nancy and Aunt Fancy. Whoa. And when William Rufus King left for France in 1844, Buchanan wrote, I am now solitary and alone, having no companion in the house with me. I have gone a-wooing several gentlemen, but have not succeeded with any one of them. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, so historians are like, hmm, there's speculation he might be gay. We don't know for sure, though. We can't tell. And then in Buchanan's diary, he's like... I'm going on lots of dates and just not finding a guy that I feel compatible with. And they're like, who could never know? We don't know if he's gay or not. It's hard to tell. And he's like, I love dicks. And they're like, this could mean anything. (laughs) It's hard to interpret this kind of stuff. Now, you might call me a Dungenhaven Hoover, but I love men. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got Ulysses S. Grant. He was just hot. That's all. Benjamin Harrison. (laughs) He was the first president. (laughs) I I love Benji because I do see myself in him. Benjamin Harrison was the first president to live in a White House that had electricity. And he was so scared of being electrocuted that he refused to touch the light switches and was known to go to bed with the lights on all the time. <laughs> Someone turn off Benji's lights. He's scared. He's scared. Dude, uh, I don't blame him. I bet back in the day people were getting electrocuted all the time. <laughs> they were like, your light switch is made of metal. That's the strongest material. It will protect you from electricity. <laughs> Uh, we got William McKinley. He w- he considered carnations a good luck charm, and he wore them everywhere. And then on September 6th of 1901, he gave this little girl his carnation off his lapel at an event. Aww. Eight days later, he was shot by an assassin and died. Oh, jeez. God. <laughs> he, like, he knew. He was like, carnations are the only reason I'm alive. Gave one away oh. to a little girl. Boom. De- so, like, don't let little girls... Trick you into getting assassinated. <laughs> never be nice to a little girl. Never, that never. Little never. girl was actually a rum to fussle. <laughs> Y'all know about teddy bears? Yeah. Do I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt, right? Get this. I'm Toy so hoping you're gonna like, do this one. I'm Toy so makers were like, you're gonna do this one. <laughs> Toy makers were like, teddy bears gonna be passe pretty soon because Teddy Roosevelt is no longer our president. You know who is our president? William H. Taft. What are we gonna do, you guys? They all looked around each other in the conference room at the marketing meeting, and one guy raised his hand and was like, uh, guys, how about a Billy Possum? And everyone was like, yes. So they came up with this idea called the Billy Possum, which was William Taft's response to the teddy bear. And it was based on this story that Taft scarped down a huge possum for dinner by himself one night. And Billy Possums did not catch on at all because ew and what and why and no. (laughs) 
You know, my girlfriend, uh, she worked at a wildlife rehabilitation center and I hate possums because I had an experience as a young kid where uh, (laughs) I was fishing with my dad and then a storm came through (sighs) and then a lightning lit up the sky and I saw I saw running through the storm a possum covered with baby possums yeah like clinging to them and it was like one of the scariest visions i ever had uh it's gross and so like i've always disliked possums but my girlfriend who worked at a wildlife rehabilitation center possums are for her favorite animals oh. because apparently they're super sweet like when you when you get to know them better they're actually really nice and cute but so maybe Billy Possum, if we just gave it more of a chance, it no. would have been it would have been better. I say no. I say leave it to Billy Possum. <laughs> oh, that's a live it from Rylan Cam. You seem to have some possum opinions. Some open opinions. Well, I was I just make that really hoping that you would get to the Billy Possum because he was on campaign tour and he was going around, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. And he showed uh-huh. up to a town and it's like, let, let, you, let us cook y'all our local fare. Because Americans used to eat food that was all sourced within 50 to 100 miles from where they lived. So there's right. a large mm-hmm. range of, you know, local tastes. Yeah, mm-hmm. cactus cat. Mm-hmm. Cactus <laughs> cat. <laughs> squonk. Oh. You can catch a squonk, but don't let oh. it see that you see it. You guys, I would do anything for a squonk burger. Mm. Oh, my mouth is watering for a squonk burger right now. <laughs> also, before Monsanto took over the world, you had local varieties of flora and fauna. So everybody had their different kinds of apples and their different kinds of tomatoes. And when you went across this great nation, you really got a different taste of all the different locations. And now everything's McDonald's and Starbucks and you can't eat a possum. It's kind of sad. Imagine, though. If Monsanto did capitalize on the possum fad and we had these crazy beefy, like <laughs> huge possums. meaty possums that they used to get the meat from. And they just hang from metal trees and you pluck oh them God. off and you bite right just into them. Fields and fields of meat possums. Uh, Herbert Hoover is a bit more of a mainstream top 40 president. Um, Him and his wife lived in China for a time and they would speak Mandarin in the White House when they wanted to have secret conversations, which is interesting. Also, he had this really fucking bizarre demand that his servants be invisible. So (laughs) the way he solved this was commanding them to either jump into closets and hide whenever he entered a room oh or they would just be fired and that was how he had his famous invisible servants and so what he did he hired a bunch of hide behinds <laughs> and do all the didn't stuff. have to fire a soul mm-hmm. <laughs> except for that squonk that he accidentally hired that was a mishire can you imagine being like oh my pen's out of ink let me just reach in the closet and you open the closet and there's just a bunch of terrified servants just like reach behind their armpit to grab the ink <laughs> the president the president walks out of the oval office and his chairs just stand up and they're just people <laughs> have you guys heard of Bashuru? Bashuru? No. I've heard of Bushido. Is that a president? Bashuru? President Bushuru. I should stop <laughs> doing this upsetting accident. Accent. 
accident. This accident was an accident. accident. This accident was an accident. The only president to inspire a new Japanese word was good old George H.W. Bush. The Japanese have a word called bushuru, which means to do the bush thing, which means vomiting in public as Bush did all over the Japanese prime minister in 1992. (gasps) Did you guys know about this shit? Oh yeah. You tube the fuck out of it because there's a a video of our president trying to keep it together at an important dinner with the Japanese prime minister. And then he passes the fuck out. Secret service comes the fuck in. Barbara Bush is like, put a, Put a towel on his head. I think that's most old ladies like solution to anyone not feeling great. She's like towels. We need as many wet towels on his face. And then he goes face down in the prime minister's lap and just wow. like pukes all over him. I'm watching this. It's scary. It's scary. What's fucking bizarre is like minutes later, he like reanimates and comes back to life gives the cameras a bit of a thumbs up and is like it's me i'm bush i'm back (laughs) he stands up and like smiles it's crazy is that it looks like he's he ate poison and is dying like he's like slumping over yeah and then he pops right up and is smiling like i gotcha pranked Like what? Like our automaton president's batteries just ran out or something? That's why I would never want to be president. Because if I'm going to have a job, I want it to be a job that I can call on a sick day. Because otherwise, yeah. this stuff happens. And no, thank you. No, thank you. Just got one more president fact for you guys. This one is top, top tier, top shelf president. My president. Good old, good old Barry, Barry Obama. While studying at Harvard. Barack Obama applied to be featured in a black pinup calendar and the committee declined and <laughs> probably really regret it to this day because that is so holy funny. shit, I wish I had a Barack Obama pinup calendar more than my home, more than my TV, more than my family. <laughs> I'd give it all up. I'd give it all up for that Barry O. Shoot. Dude, um, where do I find those applications? <laughs> We've been uh, hiding them from you, Riley. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I would they, apply to be in so many pinup calendars if I knew how. And I'm sure all the female committees in charge of organizing <laughs> them have blocked your IP from their website <laughs> long ago. Yeah. Our presidentes have just been a, a lovable band of mit- No, I won't say that, but they're all <laughs> a bunch of wackos. In my constitutional law class, my professor talks about, hey, you know, think things seem bad now but they were actually i don't know i don't want to say worse because but he says worse at least just shit's always been crazy really yeah like we used to have way crazier people in office as hard as that is to believe because like it was a bunch of uneducated people and and i mean you have Stonewall Jackson, who was elected for president because he promised the American people that he would be racist and violent. Yeah. Doing my research for this segment was buck wild because a lot of people's platforms was like their call out campaign for their opponent was like, he's not white. And here's the things that he is. And it's like that was the whole point that they had to make. Yeah. It was, it's like, that's your fucking that's your facts that you got, bro. That's it. Yeah. And it's sad to me that it 
it just feels like we're going back to those days like we didn't learn but whatever what you can do what you can do man that macarthur genius grant really turns you into kind of a glum dude <laughs> i'm a squonk what can i say natural born squonk <laughs> i'm so sad I do want to follow that up with there is a lot we can do, Ryland. We can organize. We can protest. That's true. At least we That's can true. There is a lot we can do, and we got to keep doing it. Otherwise, we're going to have another president who's got a parrot that he teaches how to cuss, like Andrew Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want that. Not again. Not again. Ever. Not again. Ever. Ooh, Life Pile t-shirt that is a picture of a parrot that says, not again, comma, ever. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love it. This is Life Pile, the only podcast that loves America more than you do. We want to thank Yetis for washing their fur. We want to thank President Hoover for making that deal with the aliens so they would only abduct just so many of us. We want to thank Scott Davis for making the music for this and all our episodes. If you guys have a Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram app on your phone, or if you know how to navigate to that website in your browser, go ahead and find us on there. We're there at LifePile Show, and we love to talk to you. Uh, we've got a bunch of emails pouring in from all our fans, and let us say we read every single one of them, okay? Chris, I sent those dick pics that you sent in right to Dylan, okay? I made sure he looked at them. I pried his eyes open, okay? So if you want to send in your dick pics or anything else, send it in to lifepileshow at gmail.com. Appreciate it. And we want to thank you for supporting us in our lifestyling and lifestyle expertising. If you want to catch me this week, I will be sitting around the lumberjack campfire. Since I am the last living lumberjack alive, I'll just be thinking of those old days. Telling Tim, hey, you never know if you don't go. You never shine if you don't glow. (laughs) Tell Greg how you feel. You never know. Tomorrow, all the lumberjacks might be a stinking... You don't want to have anything you didn't say. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, this week, you can catch me. I'll be hanging out in my big box of kitty litter. I'm going to have a pillow shoved underneath my neck. I'm going to have two pillows between my legs. I'm going to have a pillow underneath my back. I'm going to have a tiny little pillow right in my mouth. See you there. And if you want to find me this week, I'll be setting up what I call the American Zoo, uh, where you can see everything American, okay? Come there, you'll see fireworks in cages. You'll see Dungan Havens in cages. You'll see presidents in cages, okay? Come on down. We got it all. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. Life Pile.